This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Great to have you. What's good? It's Wednesday, May 26th. I'm Jerem Jordan, teamed up with a man who is playing golf with Dwayne Wade, at Riverside Country Club in Provo yesterday? Jason Shepard. Look, you know how I feel about golf. It's not my thing. I don't watch it. I don't play it. Nice jersey, by the way. I don't pay attention to it. It's just, I, golf is just not, it's not me. But when Dwayne Wade says, Shep, I'd like you to come golfing, you go. You go. So, and here's a picture of us, Dwayne yep. Wade. There's you. That's At totally Riverside, me in the back. That's, not Photoshop. No, no, no. Whatsoever. That is That is legit. Dwayne Wade in a jazz hat still is awesome. It's awesome. It is awesome. Still getting used to that. And he and he'll put stuff on Instagram with his family members all in jazz gear. Does that which feel is weird great. for Heat fans? Probably. Yeah. Like if John Stockton suddenly was just like in. Uh, okay, first know, that would never happen. Pelicans gear. That'd be weird. First of right? all, nobody wears Pelicans gear. Okay. Jimmer, Stop it. Jimmer didn't even do it when he played for the. Pelicans. Stop it. Yeah. So Dwayne Wade hanging out uh, with Ryan Smith, of course, BYU and me, Qualtrics, Jason Shepard at Riverside. Yep. Yep, just a bunch of millionaires and you. Here's your show lineup today. The BYU running backs are getting some love. Are we undervaluing how good they are? We'll talk with Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus, on that and BYU. Number 22 in his list, as we discussed yesterday, in the top 130 FBS teams. Crazy. Which position group is deeper, by the way, running backs or receivers? Both loaded. Which one is deeper? We'll discuss. And the newest BYU sports band. Yeah, this is a thing. Or not. Here are today's headlines. Bleacher Report ranks the BYU running backs as the fifth best group in the nation. Whoa! Tyler Algier led the team with over 1,100 yards last season and topped the 100-yard mark six times in 2020. Lopini Katoa rushed for 444 yards while catching 23 passes for just shy of 300 yards. Now, the Cougars will also get Jackson McChesney, Hinkley Rapati back from injuries. More on the running backs coming up in What's Trending. Men and women's track and field climbing the rankings. Men up to number five, the women up to seven as they are in, uh, you know, they're heading to preliminaries for nationals, which is super exciting. Courtney Wayman, Whitney Orton, top ranked in the steeplechase and 5,000 respectively. Best of luck uh, this week to the track and fielders is there. They're going to bring home some uh, some ships at just how many? Well, and staying with that, they begin, BYU track and field begins the championship portion of the outdoor season today through the 29th at the 2021 NCAA West Preliminary in College Station, Texas. Cougars will have a program record 69 entries, which, by the way, is the most combined men's and women's entries among any NCAA Division I program. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Nationals coming up in a couple of weeks. Brennan Lund hit a homer on back-to-back days for the AAA Salt Lake Bees. In fact, the last two games, he's 5 for 9 two home runs and four RBIs. He's crushing it. Absolutely. Literally crushing it. Literally. According to... Literally. Literally. Thank you, Chris Traeger. According to college volleyball transfers, BYU middle blocker Leilani Dodson has entered the transfer portal. Dodson started the final 15 matches of the season for the Cougars. That's a bummer. Uh, she was a freshman who started a bunch this year on a good team, so best of luck to Leilani, but uh, bummer to see her go. Uh, Heather Knighting, of course, coming back at middle blocker, an All-American candidate for sure. The transfer uh, on, portal on, on is, is 
is present everywhere. Yep, and again, we talked about it, and <laughs> yes, it's women's volleyball, so maybe it won't get the same uh, you know attention in other places, but here will, where it's, hey, you're always going to lose some players right. in this one time. Yeah, we, we think thing. about all the yeah. transfer portal stuff in terms of who's coming in. Yes. It does go both ways. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Bleacher Report says the BYU running backs are fifth best in the country. How about that? It's awesome. Are the BYU running backs better than we are giving them credit? Probably. Um, look, we think the running, and this, this is not saying that we don't believe that the BYU running backs are going to be good because I think we've mentioned many, many times on this show that we do. I think we expect them to be very good and led by Tyler Algier. But all of these offseason rankings make me stop and think a little bit because, because of where we are, sometimes I think we can overhype the team uh, or – Really? <laughs> or you think, you a, think a specific, that a specific sure player <laughs> or a position. But it can also work the other way. Sometimes we're so close that we that we don't want to say overhype and look too blue goggled yeah. that maybe we don't give them the credit that they deserve. Or sometimes you can be so close to it that you're like, well, this is what I'm seeing, but Am I too close to it? So well, you almost that happened with Zach Wilson. You almost kind of second guess yourself a little bit. So, but look, the running backs have a chance to be very, very good. And beyond Algier and Katoa, yes, they are unproven in terms of guys like Jackson McChesney and Hinkley Rapati who are coming back from injuries, but the talent is there. So are we probably underestimating them? Yeah, a little bit, but I, that doesn't mean that we don't expect them to be very, very good and probably take much more of a a bigger role than what we saw last year, at least I, I'm assuming that going in with, with there being some questions at quarterback right now. But those receivers are loaded, man. I and, agree. And we expect the O-line to be good. Will it be as good as last year? That would be pretty impressive. Uh, can they approximate it? That's the question. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think BYU's running backs are very talented. This is a nice room. Tyler Algier, obviously always good to return a 1,000-yard rusher. What he did last year was silly in terms of his yards per carry, like 7.5, second best in BYU history to Luke Staley's 2001, where he had 8.1, which is insane, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Pro Football Focus has Tyler Algier as the highest-graded college football running back returning in 2021, by the way, with a grade of 92. With a, and by the way, a minimum of 50 taken, carries. Yes. With would, a minimum of 50 carries. I would have taken a grade of 92 in any class at BYU. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of classes I wish I could go back and get a 92. That's, that's incredible. Like, Tyler Algier, and that's our question of the day, which we'll get to in a minute, is Tyler Algier the best player on the BYU football team right now? It's interesting because he's probably the biggest name. When you have a skilled position player that had a 1,000 yards as a receiver or running back, and you don't return the quarterback. That guy will be at the forefront. Like if if Gunnar Romney has a thousand yards this year and he's back for a senior season, he'll be the face or or the second face of the program. That's what happens when you get to four digits like that. I like the group, like you said. Are they the fifth best in the country? I don't think they're the fifth best in the country. But that but what if they're the thirteenth? You know, I, realistically or something. Um, Tyler Algier, 1,000-yard rusher, he's awesome. We know that. Lopini Katoa, dual threat, really good out of the backfield. Yes. Highlighted by his amazing diving catch in the Boca Raton Bowl. Hinkley Ropati, unproven, but jacked, <laughs> according to that one picture in spring ball. Um, you know, tore his ACL uh, in the fall. Jackson McChesney, 
228 yards in a game. Granted, it was against a high school named UMass, but it was awesome. Um, and then Sione Fino had 11 for 89 and a touchdown against Boise State yes. as the third or fourth string guy in a massive game when BYU was 2-4 and four against a top 15 team and won that game, essentially saving Kalani Sitake's job probably. There are five guys where I go, I like them. I don't know a ton about Hinkley Ropati, but I'm excited about him because I know the coaching staff was thinking he was kind of in the mix for the third running back last year. So that's exciting. The difference this year will be, okay, it's not Louisiana Tech and Troy consistently. It is a Power 5 program that BYU matches up with in many instances, but that's a very different type of athlete you're going up against. So, um, And there's no Brady Christensen. There's no Tristan Hodge. There's no Chain and Herring. But I really like the guys that are plugging in there, Blake Freeland and Harris Lachance, and you know your return Clark Barrington and James Empey and yeah. Joe Tukwafu and these guys. So it, on the O-line, it's exciting. Are they the fifth best in the country? I think that's high, but that's okay. Um, you know, maybe, maybe they prove us wrong, and they are the fifth best in the country. But I would take a top 25 running backs group for BYU to get to a eight-win mark or better. I, I love it. And look – at least right now, there's a clear pecking order in terms of the running backs. It's Tyler Algier and it's Lopini. The others are unproven. Yes, at, at which that'll be fun to watch. But, but, here, but here's, the, here's the interesting part, though. Like, we're talking about five guys that we really, really like. Mm, five guys. That's not what I meant, but now that you've got me thinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but can, do, you, do we really want five guys to be playing? No, five guys won't play. So that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so with a pecking but I order, want the competition, correct. Yeah. But so, so there's going to be some of these really talented guys that are probably not going to play because you don't want to be playing five guys. Look, if you're playing five guys, unfortunately, it's probably because there were some injuries or something happened, which we certainly do not want to but happen. I want, yeah, I want five because if you need them, yes, you, have you them. want to have them ready to go and that they're there. So when you look at the overall room. Yeah, I really, really like, from top to bottom, I love the talent that's in there. In reality, you're probably going to have two or three of them that actually see significant time. Yeah, two and a half, right? Yeah, right. two or three. Um, and Miles Davis continues to evolve as a trumpet player and a running back. It's very <laughs> exciting for BYU. Um, our question of the day, uh, is Tyler Algier the best player on the football team right now? On September 4th, we're going to find out, right? Countdown to the Wildcats. 101. Tomorrow is 100 days, bro. And Friday is 99. <laughs> yes, bottles of root beer on the wall. Exactly. Uh, question of the day, Tyler, you're the best player on the BYU football team right now. Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Cougar 70 on Twitter. Yes. I mean, it's the playoffs. So. Yes. I'm interpreting... Last season with Marv Last Albert. season with Marv He's Albert. retiring once the playoffs are done. Okay, pause. I, did, I uh, worked a game as the floor director one time with marvelous Marv Albert. Name dropper over here. And it was, it was fun to just hang out with Marv for two hours. It was really Did you guys hang fun. out after? Yeah. Did you invite him back down to the house in Springfield? Yeah, I, I was the driver, but I'm just kidding. Uh, yes, yes. I'm interpreting best <laughs> as most accomplished on the field. <laughs> Patrick Ewing. He rushed for over 1,000 yards, plus caught a number of passes. He is receiving lots of national acclaim. That, when you're a 1,000-yard returning rusher, that's what happened. Uh, not to mention he was amazing. There are other good, maybe even great players on the team, but none have proven themselves. Heisman? 
If, hold on, Cougrace. It felt like you went this way, and then in the last second you went this way, um, which is typically how I present on this program. Also, uh, how you drive. <laughs> Story for another day. For this morning, <laughs> I thought I was going to get a fight in a fight on the road this morning. Someone someone stopped in the middle of the road because I cut them off, and they yeah. get. If, if whoever that was is a BYU Sports Nation viewer or listener. Or Safety Zone fan. Or Safety Zone fan. It was a return missionary that was just angry. He's like, he's like you ruined my mission. Anyway. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Anyway. Jerem feels bad. If you're watching or listening, Jerem feels bad no, I don't. about what happened this morning. I don't feel bad. At DA4 underscore life on Twitter. <laughs> I'd say Ty is right at the top. There are just too many great players, which is a good thing because you don't just want one great player. Wilgar, Empey, Rex, Gunner, QBs. Who knows what the Puka brothers will do as well as Holker. Dallin Holker is the most under-discussed player on this year's team, by the way. Oh, Can't wait to watch. Hulk, like Bold prediction? We're, we're assuming that Isaac Rex is going to be the main guy again. Well, Holker may overtake that. He's, they're both. Why can't they both be equally awesome? Like a Tulamili and Chad Lewis? Yes. Why can't we have that again? It's like, uh, you know, Ty goes to the runner at first. That's not a thing. Someone got there first. Someone has to be better. Dennis Pitta and? It was Andrew Georgia was way better than Dennis. Oh, boy. I'm just kidding. Dennis said Dennis was better. Wow. Okay, continue to weigh in, by the way. All right. All right, coming up, name that band. Yeah, we're going to go there. BYU athletes and coaches with guitars will show you the pick. And Eric Eager, pro football focus on having BYU at 22 in his top 130. He'll explain why. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. A new BYUSN right now with Kiki Solano drops today. Catch the latest episodes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Jerem Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. Eric Eager is our next guest from Pro Football Focus. We love their stuff on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. And he put out a top 130 list that included the BYU Cougars at number 22. Eric, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Now, listen, uh, we, we love BYU. We cover BYU here. We, you had BYU at 22, and we were like, hey! How about that? Top 25. We like that. What went into the ranking of putting BYU where you had them? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, college football is so hard because, you know, you have this cycling in and out of players, um, you know, year to year. uh, And you sort of have to make sure, um, you know, whether, you know, you're losing a quarterback or losing a coach, um, you know, losing uh, players like Zach Wilson, um, whether, you know, what kind of effect that that will have. Um, So we essentially what we'll do is take, you know, our player grades from, you know, previous seasons will weigh them accordingly based upon what's the most important in college football. We do the same thing for NFL and, and it's a little bit different than the NFL. Um, and then we'll take market information. So, you know, how likely a team is to win their conference. If they have a conference, how likely it is that they'll win, um, you know, the national championship, if that's applicable. Um, and then and then we you sort of regress all those things and uh, we do it in a way that helps predict future games the best. And so um, while, you know, BYU had a great year last year, obviously they're, they're, they're projected to fall off at least a little bit because of, of Noah Zach Wilson. They're still a strong program. And, and that's, again, why we have them in the top 25. Um, despite, I think, many people looking at the fact that they had a number one overall, you know, number two overall pick, but maybe the best player in the draft, 
uh, leave, um, you know, this past year. So then in terms of optimism for BYU, and because you, you mentioned, you know, some other places, maybe they don't have them as, as highly graded. Is yours then mostly metric-based as opposed to opinion-based? Well, give everybody an idea of kind of that breakdown on how much of this is opinion and then how much of it metrically is saying that this is where you guys believe BYU should be. Yeah, it, it's just like, it, you know, it's not opinion-based. So we're, we, uh, you know, we don't have somebody, we do have college football analysts for sure. And and the guys that grade our games, there's a, a decent amount of, I wouldn't say subjectivity, but like there there are judgment calls that the graders have to make. But everything after that is based on data science and, um, you know, trying to optimize our, our ability to predict games. Um, and, and that's kind of where, you know, that, that's kind of where, you know, sort of blending the human with the, the machine learning type of stuff to get to where we're at. Um, but, but yeah, the optimism there, I think, um, you know, the optimism there stems from the fact that when you look at last year's team, they didn't have that hard of a schedule, but they blew out almost every team that they were facing. There were 40, you know, close to 40 point favorites a number of times. Um, and they, and they come back with players, even though, uh, they do lose, you know, one of, if not the best college football quarterback, they come back with players uh, that aren't too shabby themselves. Walk me through some of the data science of football now, because obviously the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, this has really evolved in a new way where pro football focus, you guys have come onto the scene in a massive way in the NFL and college football. Yeah, I mean, so one of the, for example, like take um, running backs, uh, you know, Tyler Algier, for example, you know, we're talking about a guy who, you know, 7.6 yards per carry last year, but, you know, 4.7 yards per carry after contact. There are a lot of running backs in college football who would love to have 4.7 yards per carry total, and he's getting that after first contact. So, you know, when you look at running back play, what's more predictive? Well, what's more predictive is a, a running back's ability to make yards on his own. Uh, the yards that they get, you know, they lose Brady Christensen, they left tackle there. They're going to lose some, you know, pl- they're going to lose some players there. But Algiers going to be, I think, a little bit more impervious to that than maybe a player who who plays for a, a much more stout offensive line. Um, and running backs, when you look at, you know, sort of, OK, how much do we weigh a, a great running back versus a great wide receiver versus a great quarterback? College football is far more of a game where passing isn't necessarily as important. Um, and so, you know, if, if they were an NFL team returning that sort of strength at that position, we would be less likely to be as bullish on them than a college team uh, returning a player uh, at, at that position. So it, it's really is it's sort of like what's important. Um, let the computer find out what's important. Weigh the date, the available data, and then compare teams, um, you know, uh, like for like. So how is a running running game going to do against a run defense? Uh, and, and how much does that matter in a given situation? Well, and that's a perfect segue, Eric, into, into what I wanted to ask you about. And it was Tyler Algier. You guys have him ranked as the highest returning player at, at 92.1. What are the expectations for Tyler Algier coming up in 2021? Well, one of the things you have to really like about him, I mean, prior, and I know this is because of a position change, but prior to a season ago, you're talking about a guy with 26 career carries. Um, and you look at what was one of the, what was one of the hottest running backs in the, in the 2021 draft. It was uh, Javante Williams of North, North Carolina, a guy with almost no tread on his tires. You look at Algier here, um, 7.5 yards per carry in his career, just two fumbles. But you look eight you know, in his career, 4.8 yards per carry 
after contact. Again, it's it's about forcing missed tackles. It's about making plays as well as making plays in the passing game where he's been extremely good as well. So he kind of does it all for that offense. And I know, you know, when they bring in a new quarterback or not new quarterback, but they they have a new starter in place, a guy who played pretty well um, in Romney like a couple of years ago when Zach Wilson was injured. Um, you know, having a guy like that as a weapon is really going to benefit them, I, I think. Yeah, it'll be an interesting. There's kind of a three-quarterback race and, uh, you know, two guys that have started multiple games and then a, a freshman quarterback who said no to Alabama. So that's always exciting at BYU to have yeah. that kind of guy. So we're excited about that. When you look at the data science like you talked about and you mentioned yards after contact and how that's predictive of future success, right? What other numbers do you look at that are beyond the average box score or season stats that you guys look at and have access to that tell you a story that's different than what the average consumer sees? Well, I think the easy ones are, you know, if you're looking at, if you're looking at pass rushers, looking at their pressure rates, don't look at their sack rates, right? Cause sacks are extremely noisy year to year. Um, you know, so, and we saw that in the, in the past draft, you saw like Jason away or Adafi away, you know, get drafted in the first round because of all these things that were good about him didn't have sacks, you know, but you look at, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, look at things like pressures, um, look at things like stops. Don't look at tackles, look at things that are impactful. If you make a tackle 15 yards downfield as a linebacker, well, you sure you, you didn't do the worst thing, which is miss a tackle, but you didn't really do anything great. Um, you know, if, if you get a cleanup sack, and our graders give that a zero, like, does that mean you have great skill? No, but if you beat a guy off the line of scrimmage and then the quarterback gets rid of the ball early, that's not your fault either. So on that side of the ball, it's really looking at process versus results. And on the offensive side of the ball, this seems strange because we, we've spent an entire sort of draft, uh, you know, time period looking at Zach Wilson and how great he is, you know, off platform and, you know, the arm strength and all that kind of stuff. But really when you look, at a player, what you really want to look at is how good is he went in a clean pocket? Because what we found is pressured pocket stuff, that's really noisy. You know, whether or not the pressure comes in a six-man rush or a four-man rush is going to influence how successful the throw is. And that really has nothing to do with the quarterback. Whereas how good a quarterback is when clean, when not facing pressure, that is the the true outcome for a QB. So, um, you know, and you can look at all that stuff with a PFF subscription. We have college data now. Um, available for people that is always where I look um, when I'm trying to say okay is this guy has been really good is he is he being sustainably good or at, or does he have a few noisy plays uh, in his data set you touched on the offensive line a moment ago and BYU lost Brady Christensen third round pick to Carolina lost a lot of guys who either started or certainly played a major role as depth on the offensive line. Yet you're saying that the in the piece that the, the data is showing BYU's offensive line could still be one of the best in the nation. What what uh, what tells you that? Well, it's just I mean they did a great job of protecting Wilson last year. Um, offensive line is less about the Brady Christensen's of the world, the elite players, and more about like the weaknesses. Um, and as as you guys just talked about the quarterback position, BYU does a terrific job in recruiting. Um, you know, and and especially they've done for I think a number of years along the O line. So to me, it's more like okay, if you have a good you have a good coach, you have a good, uh, and, and none of your offensive linemen are liabilities. The sum of the parts is far greater than let's say you have five average offensive linemen. That offensive line will actually be elite, right? Whereas if you have three great players and two weaker players. Um, you know, that offensive line is probably going to be worse than the one I just mentioned with five average guys. And I think BYU just has the potential to have, you know, to just not have weaknesses along the front. 
Full disclosure, we have Pro Football Focus uh, subscription. We love it. Uh, this is not a paid advertisement, uh, but we wanted to bring you on and talk about your top 130 as well. So you had BYU at 22. We've talked about that. Only one other uh, one opponent on BYU's schedule is higher than BYU, uh, which is USC at 16. So do you feel like BYU is going to have a good year based on that? Absolutely. So, and, and actually just, they, they just came out and, and this is always a good way. Whenever you make a simulation, wherever you make a projection, there are these markets where you can look at and see how much, how many wins a team's going to have. And so on the market right now, uh, Brigham Young, uh, six and a half wins, um, a little bit shaded towards the over is what people think. Um, yeah. and, and our simulation at, you know, I, I, be, I believe, I don't know if we had average win there, but we have actually BYU going over that total about two thirds of the time. So our average win win uh, share for them is 7.3 wins, which sort of seems low, but you know, noisy things happen year to year. Um, but they're one of the, the the ones where we, of course, like them a little bit over the market. But still, we're only about uh, you know eight tenths of a win over what the market thinks. So we're high on them. Um, we're also high in USC. I think USC has a really good chance to win the Pac-12. Um, you know, they're depending upon where you look, they're they're co-favorites to win it. Um, you know, with with teams like Washington and with teams like Oregon. So uh, you know, that is going to be a tough matchup. Keaton Slovis is a is a, I think a very good quarterback prospect. Um, but you know, uh, they'll, they'll have their hands full there, but yeah, as you said, the rest of the schedule is not going to be as daunting for them. You know, I think it's interesting, you know, you can see trends looking back, you can always see where things kind of started and, and where trends have gone. The, the analytics side of sports in terms of grades and pro football focus is certainly right at the top of that. How, how have you seen what you and pro football focus does how have you seen this change sports and how we look at sports that's a great great question i think um you know you you see the fourth down rates are a lot higher um you see um, wide receivers being featured a lot more you know one of the things that we've shown in our data set is that how valuable wide receivers are um, but how variable they can be. So, you know, you have four Alabama receivers taken in round one in the last two seasons, teams trying to hit on those lottery tickets because they know if you if you get uh, well, you know, one of those guys in your building or four of those guys in your building, a la the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last season, it's really hard to defend, um, you know, and, and uh, that's that's one place. I think another place is is just, again, you know, how much quarterbacks are valued and how much quarterbacks like Zach Wilson end up being valued. I, I, I don't think Baker Mayfield's taken first overall in 2018 if PFF didn't have him as far and away the highest graded quarterback going into that uh, draft. I don't think Kyler Murray is taken that high if we weren't able to properly contextualize how great he was. And I think Zach Wilson, um, you know, a player who – Zach Wilson, Joe Burrow, two guys who were not really on the radar going into their final season – emerged as top two picks both in both cases and we were able to quantify exactly how phenomenal they were uh and very much uh i think play a part in sort of not only how important the passing game is but how how to evaluate it properly and guys like burrow guys like wilson when they have these pop-up seasons we're able to sort of tell the difference between okay this is kyle trask and he has great numbers but he's not quite as good and, and here's uh zach wilson who has great numbers and he is quite that good i personally love what you guys do i know jason does as well it's been awesome we really uh, love our subscription as well and uh, we appreciate the 
quantification of success like you talked about in areas where perhaps it was a little harder to understand. Eric, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on and uh, telling us about your 130 in BYU football. Thanks for having me on, and uh, I can't wait. Uh, th- this offseason feels a lot more fun than last one. Yes, it, yes does. it does. Yes, it does. Thanks, Eric. It's Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why. We show how. I'm serious. The context part of the like you can't just look at these stats and go oh that's this or that there's more to it and so we learned a lot about kind of how they look at things and last year was a banner year for a guy like zach wilson the the highest graded uh, pff you know quarterback in the era he did some crazy stuff and still just, very very high on the byu cougars yes which he is, is always always I, fun to see higher than we are yeah, 22 it's, it's awesome all right coming up which position group is stronger the receivers or the running backs for BYU football. And the newest BYU sports musical group you didn't know you needed to know about. And what's the name of it? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. There's a nice shot of Spencer there coming back from break. We, it's only been uh, three days, but apparently the control room really missed it. <laughs> we miss him, too. He's on vacation. Listen, he just went through the gamut of this whole winter semester. So did you, by the way, of just calling an unbelievable amount of games. Yeah. Soccer and volleyball thrown into spring. It was crazy, man. Props uh, to you guys. Greg, Greg Rubel, and I were having this conversation last week. And, and Greg on the radio. And, yeah, Greg on the radio. Yeah. So so from a radio standpoint, we, we do not have – we're not like pro football focus here where we have the metrics to back this up. But I'm sure Greg does, actually. But, but we feel like – BYU radio, the radio broadcast that we did throughout the spring, we probably did more radio broadcasts than anybody else in the country. Oh, for one school? For one school, yes. Because I don't doubt it. Because we travel with baseball, we travel with women's soccer. So, I mean, you know, on top of the basketball and football, all that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? So, we were kind of looking back on just a crazy, crazy last couple of months with some added sports in the spring. Insane. And it's awesome. Props it was a blast. Props to you guys. And man. it was awesome. Props to you guys. I just did men's volleyball, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> there were only like 10 games. It was okay. Uh, let's whip it. Cook Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. Okay, CBS sports analyst John Rothstein tweeted the following. Multiple mid-major programs are opting to not play guaranteed games against high-major programs because it gives power conference teams a free live evaluation of future players who could move up via the transfer portal. Cody Figure yesterday on the program uh, disagreed with that. Do you think mid-majors will be ducking power games this season? Um, no, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to what Cody Figure said on the show yesterday. He says that does not make any sense at all in his opinion. I'm going to trust... Uh, in what Cody says. So, no, I, I don't think that that is going to be a widespread situation. I think uh, it's just a couple of coaches probably telling John Rothstein this. Uh, I joked yesterday with Cody. That's weird that Randy Bennett told that to uh, John Rothstein. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that's a thing. Everyone can watch film, right? You don't have to see them in person. Right. Uh, plus, listen, if someone wants to leave and go somewhere else, they're going to do it whether you play them or not. All right. Uh, Billy Nixon from BYU Football has been tweeting out. Dr. Nixon. Excuse me. Dr. Nixon. Yes, I, I apologize. Dr. Nixon has been tweeting out um, updates to the BYU Football Equipment Room and it's had a lot, lot of really cool stuff. Helmets going up. And then, and then yesterday, the brand new BYU hat rack was put up. It got us thinking. 
Jeremy, you get five minutes for a shopping spree. Yep. It is either in the BYU equipment room or a Best Buy. What are you choosing? Best Buy. I can get more for my dollar. I can get TVs. I can get computers. You know, I can get, uh, you know, random DVDs for $5 in that little bin, you know. <laughs> Come out with a copy of Turner yes. and Hooch. But it, <laughs> nice. But it would be fun in BYU equipment. Maybe I'm grabbing some helmets. Maybe I'm grabbing some jerseys. See, look, here's the thing. Um, I'm very happy with my current television situation in my home. I'm going with the BYU equipment because of... Resell, bro. I understand that. But I want some of those helmets. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going to get the helmets any other way than if I'm allowed into the room for five minutes. Well, Best Buy allowed to take, start. Allowed to take, they're not going to be selling them at Best Buy. So I'm going BYU equipment room. If Ed Eyestone, Connor Manson, Casey Klinger started a band, what would it be called? We saw this uh, picture come out as they were boarding the plane to head to College Station. They're all holding guitars in cases ready to go. I have two, I have two thoughts here. Okay. One, they're both track and field related. Okay. Uh, one is the hurdlers, even though they're not hurdlers. Yeah. Okay. But, but the hurdlers. Okay. 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 The other one is I'm going to try and hip it up for the kids. Oh, boy. The band's simply known as TXF. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Uh, I got uh, I got distant stringers. Okay, is one. Okay, uh, running on a whim, born to run. Just playing. To the, yeah, mine were better. Okay. <laughs> Caleb Loner's alma mater, Wasatch Academy, is joining seven other high-profile basketball high schools to form a high school super league. Is this a precursor to essentially a P5 super league in high school? I don't think so, but it is interesting. They're doing what uh, you know the Super League teams didn't in uh, European soccer, which we talked about on the program. Uh, they quickly got out of that. Um, th- this is interesting because I talked to uh, you know uh, one Wasatch assistant coach that you can guess who it was, and I said, "Are you guys playing any teams in Utah?" And I said, "Yeah, we'll play some uh, teams against Utah, but they'll be kind of non." conference game right. so this is interesting i don't think this is a precursor to like anything in college per se but um it's in it's interesting i think the if best this, teams want to play the best team i think if this works you will see more teams wanting to jump aboard something like this Just this makes your own thing this makes total sense to me with the way we're seeing everything else go mm. in terms of the haves and the have-nots and being able to control more about who you play and everything around that, if this works, I will not be surprised to see more of this. It is the entitlement era, um, which is good. It's good. It also has some bad stuff with it. Will Brennan Lund get some time in an Angels uniform this year? I think he will. Look, you have obviously at the end of the year when the rosters expand, you have some of your top AAA and AA talent that get to come up. I think he will probably have that. But as we've seen with injuries and Mike Trout's out for a couple weeks, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Brendan Lund gets an opportunity to play at the majors before that. But I would certainly expect it when the rosters expand. Lund is killing it with Salt Lake Bees of AAA right now. Last two games, five for nine, two homers, four RBI. I think he could. Playing center field's a little tough, though, when you're with the Angels. Yes. But like you said, Mike Trout's out right now. They haven't called him up yet. They have other guys that are playing for him. But uh, go Mariners. All right, Jerem, you tweeted out yesterday that you missed the days of the raised arm guy on college football kickoffs. The yes. guy that had the arm up and then dropped it. Two arms up. Yeah, excuse me, two arms dropped it. So what else would you like to see brought back from, I don't know, yesteryear? Uh, mesh jerseys. <laughs> uh, single uh, single face mask. Okay. Super fun and unsafe. Uh, no, 
Uh, also, in the photo I tweeted, everyone on the kickoff was in a three-point stance prior, getting out of the gate like it was track or something. That's weird. Uh, Carter Wheat did wear a uh, neck roll last year because he got some stingers, mm-hmm. so he wanted to prevent that. I think that was – he didn't really want to do it. The team asked him to do it, so he did it. Okay, I've, I'm going to jump uh, aboard what you said, the mesh, but I'm going to take it a step further. Half mesh. Oh, yeah. The half shirt yes. where it's cut off. Yes. Brad and, but Martin. It's, but, it is, but it's mesh. Shane Muirbrook. The other thing that I'm going to do is Leon White. looking at BYU's – looking at the old school BYU jerseys, bringing that back as the primary color jersey. What? Royal? The Royal. Yeah. Like the primary. Well, they're basically doing that. Now. I know. I'm just saying. Like that's that's like the unoffi- that is the official primary. That's where I'm bringing it. Royal back. is an official color. I understand Fun that. Fact. I understand so that. Is <laughs> I get it. So is All right, coming up, rise and shout out to a bunch of volleyball cougars and running backs versus receivers. What's the deeper group going into fall camp? We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation without meshers. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation has its own YouTube channel. Get all the interviews as well as BYU Sports Nation right now episodes by subscribing to and sharing the BYU Sports Nation YouTube channel. Smash that subscribe button, right, Jason? That's right. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B. BYU running backs ranked fifth best in the country by Bleacher Report. Yet we've talked about the BYU receivers being pretty loaded as well. So which group, in your opinion, is deeper going into fall camp? Here's why I love this debate, because there is a case to be made for both, and that's good for BYU football. Um, funny if we brought up one where there wasn't. <laughs> they're like, it is what's, so obvious. What's deeper, the, the secondary or the <laughs> running backs? I think ultimately I landed on the receivers. And the reason that I'm going with the receivers is because – with the running backs, we talked about this earlier in the show. I think there's a clear pecking order with Tyler Algier and Lopini Katoa. The, well, you know what you're going to get from those guys. The other guys behind them, Hinkley Rapati, McChesney, Sione Finau, they still have something to prove at that spot. And obviously with McChesney, well, I mean, they're all three coming back from injuries, but McChesney and Rapati um, more recent than, than Sione Finau. But for the receivers – you, and I'm not even – right now, I'm not even focusing on Samson and Puka who haven't played How in this system yet. So I'm going, I'm going with the, the things we know. So you do have Gunnar Romney back. Heard of him. You do have Neil Pau back. I think a guy like Chris Jackson takes a big step. <laughs> and here's, here's the other thing. He's a tight end, but I'm, I'm throwing in Isaac Rex. He catches the ball. Therefore, he is a receiver in my opinion. So I'm putting Isaac Rex in here. Well, that topples it. Okay. If but you're throwing tight ends in the receiver, I'm throwing no that question. tight. I'm throwing that tight end in there because Are you leaving out Dallin Holker. No, then? I'm. But I'm just saying, after the season that Isaac Rex had as a freshman, I am putting him in this. I have the the liberty. I'm taking the liberty and putting him in this. Really? And that's to me Do what you? the receivers <laughs> get my vote. Isaac Rex got a nickname in spring ball by Jeff Hansen. Uh, great follow. Uh, the elk. What do you think of that? What's the what's the the rationale behind yeah, I that? I don't know. I don't know. Is he is he, a, like, is he like hunting? I don't. Isaac. Dennis Pitt's story with Isaac Rex. By the way, Dennis said Isaac Rex texted him and said, "Hey Dennis, this is Isaac Rex. I play football for BYU." <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I know. His dad made him. 
I I go receivers, and I don't need Isaac Rex to be in there to topple them. Which Somebody against, doesn't like Isaac Rex. Which is against the, I don't like Isaac Rex. I love him. Oh, I did okay. not see that one coming. That's okay. good. Yeah, that's curveball for a strike. Okay. The running backs, really good. But I just think receivers, receivers, man, I, I think BYU is too deep on that. I really do. Uh, three deep feels like a little much, but too deep. Where BYU typically has run a three-receiver set last year um, because they're going to have, you know, 21 or 22 personnel. just kind of depends. Love Gunnar Romney. Love the, Nakua's. Neil Pau, just like shorthanded, always doing it. Right. Played the number three role last year. It was fantastic. And then uh, Chase Roberts is a high school All-American coming off of a mission. So we'll see how soon he develops, but he's going to be a baller. Cody Epps caught 1,900 yards his senior year from Bryce Young, the starting Alabama quarterback this season. Okay, um, You know, Braden Cosper, Chris Jackson, Keanu Hill. I like the group, man. I really do. Uh, to me, tight ends is a separate conversation, but if you, th- if you throw an Isaac Rex and Alan Holker, it's like, oh, my gosh. They- That's why we've asked the question, does it matter who the starting quarterback is because of the weapons around whoever it's going to be? It will like- always matter who the quarterback is. Always. Now, I get what you're saying. Okay, that make, the talent make the ar- argument because, yes, I agree with you, but it's not as much as you'd think. Like, if you throw any of those three out there – it's not like the quarterback. The quarterback is throwing to capable receivers and tight ends. Yes. Good. More than capable. Good. Like Gunnar Romney, NFL prospect. Puka Nakua, we hope, is NFL prospect. Maybe others. Isaac Rex, NFL prospect. Tyler Algier, NFL prospect. That's pretty stinking good. Yes. Like how often have we gone into a season and gone, okay, legitimately, you guys multiple skill position players that have a chance to play in the NFL. I've not felt that way very often. Here's my rationale when I say – the quarterback always matters. I mean, look. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. No, I understand. I understand what you're it doesn't saying. Doesn't matter who. Yes, starts. yes, but I, I'm saying that that it does because I. The reason I say that, every quarterback at this level is going to be able to throw the ball to somebody, especially a really good receiver. They can catch it. It's the mental side of it, going through the progressions, making sure you're making the right read. Are you in a position to make the play to whichever receiver you're throwing it to? So that's why I say it does matter. What quarterback is there? But all three can do that, can they not? Yes, I, yes. But I'm saying it, it can't We've be. Seen it can't be it. like I can't go out there. Maybe I can't. We're talking about the three. But you know what I'm saying. We're, we're talking just, about the three. It we're can't just talking, be anybody. We're talking about right. We're talking about the three in the mix. But I, I, does it matter which three it is with this group of skill position? I would argue probably not. Uh, I, I, I will continue to say I would prefer not to have a freshman as a starter against seven power fives, given that you have two upperclassmen. I just want whoever started. wins the job. If it turns out it's Jacob Conover, then it's Jacob Conover. If Jacob Conover proves it, to be the guy, I, then do, give him the job. Right. I just don't think he'll be head and shoulders above, that's not sponsored content, above uh, you know Romney and Hall. I think... He he can show that he's certainly got game. But I'm not going to put. If all things are equal, you yeah. go upper class. I'm I'm just not going to put a limitation on how good he could be. If he turns out that he is the guy that he he outplays. Likewise, likewise I wouldn't do it with Hall and Romney either. Okay. Right? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And Hall to me the tall the highest ceiling of the three is Hall because of his ability to run. Now if he's if he's similar or close to the passer that the others, which I think Jaron Hall is a passer, we have not. I think he's really good at it. I think we haven't seen exactly what he can do quite yet because he's started two games. Yes, and he's so good. Two games. He, it's so, he's so good at 
the mobility aspect of the position, that that's what we focus so much with Jaron on. But you're yes. right. Which, let's be honest, with black quarterbacks, that's what typically happens, and it is totally unfair. Oh, runner, athlete. No, 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 no. It's much more than that. Jaron Hall is a very capable yes, quarterback he is. in many ways. Yes, And I'm excited to watch him as a passer this year. Um, so, yeah, we, we disagree a little bit on that, and that's totally okay. And that's why the fall, fall camp is going to be really fun. Because it's like, okay, who wins? And will the third string guy be okay with that? I will if they're like, listen, Jacob, you are the future, but right now we've got these two upperclassmen we're going to use. I'm interested. Like that seems like that is the likely situation. But Jacob Conover started, was it as a freshman? At least as a sophomore in high school, he talked about how he's used to this. Yeah, he's been in this situation. He wants this. He doesn't seem like the guy that's like, oh, I lost. I'm transferring. I'm out. No, like he wants to be here. Told Alabama no, was in his dad's arms at graduation as a baby. Like he's always wanted to be at BYU, and and I don't know that we've had three quarterbacks we've felt this way about in a situation like this. In '07, when it was Max Hall against Cade Cooper against Brendan Gaskins in spring, it's like obviously Brendan Gaskins was like a backup guy that you weren't thinking was on the same level. Cade Cooper went on; he wasn't Max Hall. Max Hall was an undrafted free agent that played in the NFL. Uh, for a few games, and of course, is the winningest quarterback in BYU history. In this situation, I go, listen, when the dust settles in a few years, we're going to go, I can't believe all three of those guys, and probably two of them, were in the room at the same time. Here's one of the things that I look forward to this fall camp the most, and it's a byproduct of last year, and it's something that BYU has not been able to to have for for a couple of seasons. When you're coming off of a year like BYU had last year, beyond just the, the, the win and loss record, guys that were on the team last year who are coming back, whether you played a significant role or not, got to see what it takes to be successful. Now, yes, the schedule is going to be different from last year to this year, but I, I'm excited to see these guys that went through last year and saw day in and day out what it took to be successful, and how that translates into what they do in the offseason and their preparations for this year and what they ultimately do on the field. I'm very excited about that. And you hope that translates into wins. It doesn't always. Like the 2 team stunk after 1 The 97 team wasn't the 96 team. You know, the 2010 team wasn't the 9 team. But in 2011, they rebounded. Yeah. Like they figured it out. And, uh, you know, can you overcome that adversity? Because it will happen. Will the adversity be self-inflicted? Will it be strength of schedule? Will it be injuries? It's going to happen. Uh, but you're right. They saw what it took to win. And now Jaron Hall goes, why can't I be Zach Wilson? Right. Yeah. Right? Baylor Romney. Same, they should same all same think thing. that. They, Conover, every yes. one of those quarterbacks should feel like, why, why can't, can't I, I be do that? Dax Milne? Yep. Right? I can have 100%. that one season that gets me into the NFL. Yep. 100%. All right. Coming up, our elite voice of the day. And today's rise and shout out. Who gets it? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation always available on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Or you can download the podcast. All you need to do is Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Our question of the day is Tyler Algier, the best player on the BYU football team right now at uh, ODs2415 on Twitter. One of them, for sure, it's hard to pick one player who's the best when the players who could qualify for this season all play different positions. Algier, MP, Puka, Rex all have an argument. The way Isaac Rex played, certainly he has an argument. <laughs> yes. The Elk. 
at Patty underscore Rick 23 on, on that. IG. Jeff Hansen tweet us on Instagram. Maybe not the best, but that depends on what best is defined as. Like the Nakua brothers might be the best since they were the highest ranked recruits. Jacob Conover might be the best because he has a high upside, but he is a valuable asset for the team. Yeah, the preseason is mostly people going, what happened last year? Yes. Are they back? Therefore, they're good. But the, it's hard to assess. Yeah, like, we don't know. Is Jacob Conover going to be the starter, and how good will he be? We have no clue right now. But what we know, you, and that's the whole preseason magazine thing. That's what my 10 and 10 starting June 23rd will be. Is Here's nice, what we nice know. Plug. Nice plug. Is that okay plug? Um, Here's what we know from the opponents. Here's what's sort of expected. But that's the fun part of sports is, okay, we thought this was this, but it actually turned out to be this. Last year, we thought BYU, we were talking about why wouldn't BYU be like a nine-win team? They were 11-1. They were better than we thought, yes. which was a really fun surprise. Uh, the elite voice of the day, however, is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Blake Williams on Facebook. Algier is a stud, but I think James Empey has probably earned that honor. The O-line is a huge part of what makes Algier look so good. Empey's grades were better in 2019, got a little hurt with the ankle in 2020. But he is a guy that was definitely on the radar going into 2020 as one of the best centers in the country. So, well, when we talked I, see, offensive, I, I see the argument. We talked offensive line with Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus and kind of asked that question because, you know, in the piece, they mentioned that BYU's offensive line, despite losing some talent, you know, could certainly be one of the best in the nation. And his, his explanation for that was interesting, that it's, it's not so much about guys that you lose. It's, it's how many guys coming back you don't necessarily have to worry about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's... It's, it's less about what you lose. It's, you know, you, you look at the, the group as a the, whole. He said the sum of the part. Yeah, the sum of the part. Yeah, yeah. that was an interesting way to look at it. I did, yeah. not, I did not expect that. So yeah. th- I thought that was great. So everyone just be mediocre. That'll be better. No one be really good. Okay. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Who you got? Volleyball Nations League. Uh, the World Championships, men and women. Alexa Gray playing for Team Canada. Lucas Slabe is an assistant on the women's side. Taylor and Brendan Sander and Ben Patch for the men's USA team. Good luck in Italy. They were hanging out on the beach in the bubble. I was like, yeah, that bubble looks nicer than the NBA bubble. Not bad at all. <laughs> right, thanks to today's guest, Eric Eager. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis. No time for Jason. I'm Jam. Shout out to Romney Funga. See you tomorrow for more BYUSN. Go Cougs! And Utah, yes! I'll be there.